0: coming of age the podcast a
1: cautionary tale listen to what they say then do the opposites your hosts colin flynn and john m craig
0: thank you for joining us you are listening to episode 137 of unbecoming of age the podcast it's hosted by two guys that i've never met in real life i'm one of those guys my name is colin flynn i live in iowa and my co-host mr john m craig
1: and i live in redback new jersey what's going on colin how you doing buddy listening listen to this music. You listening to music. You're going, yeah. You know, it's funny. I was like 137. That's wild. And I'm like, I can't wait to get to episode 187, uh, 187 on the undercover cop, yo. Mm. all <laughs> But we can't play that because we won't do that with the copywritten music. Yeah. It would be
0: nice, yeah. yeah. You know, celebrate uh, killing a police. No,
1: no, no. It's not celebrating. The Unbecoming Age. We are. We bleed blue. We do not celebrate the song. We celebrate the song and the beat. It's not about the lyrics what so it's, it's not and it's like
0: yeah whew, let's 187 be
1: sh- yeah maybe now the two white dudes two white dudes the white dudes with 137 yeah. episodes under a belt let's become the uh the anti-cop show let's just become <laughs> like just we talk about fucking the the man and and the police the po-po
0: fuck yeah it might be it might be dangerous uh, yeah. you know, i'm not sure they They. you know at least locally i'm not sure they would have any idea that uh that that even exists here you know because yeah. of all that but uh we've had kind of a crazy uh crazy little uh first uh first uh little blast of summer here in uh, this sleepy little midwestern town that i live in uh last night they had um uh one uh, carload of kids uh, got shot at and the one one what? kid one kid was shot was injured, was uh, taken to the hospital, and then uh, 20 minutes later, somebody walked up and uh, unloaded the clip on another car. And
1: uh, What? Where? What are you talking about? Were you in, in the, Jersey it, City, New Jersey? I know, it
0: sounds like it, doesn't it? No, here in sleepy little fucking Iowa, we had uh, another car that got uh, shot, and uh, all four of the, uh, it sounded like about 18-year-olds that were in that car got um, got shot. All four of them were shot, uh, two of them killed, um, the other two uh, with life-threatening injuries. Injuries. so was yeah this
1: cedar rapids
0: yes yeah that's shit goes on here do these yeah.
1: kids do, did, did these kids go to your daughter's school
0: uh i don't know yet they've, they've released the name of one it sounds like it was a kid that she uh i asked her and she said that um and the, well the, the, the only way you know about uh the name of the one is a, it's a facebook uh thing that uh, somebody was talking about it on facebook apparently but um uh, so she said she knew who the one kid was and when he had gone to school. At least he um, graduated last year, apparently. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's, uh, there, there's too many fucking guns. Uh, uh but, uh, Jesus, I, I don't know. Um, and not enough dads, too many guns. That's, that's my, uh, that's my take on the whole thing. We need, uh, instead of spanking kids, we need to start spanking some, some fucking dads, some dads that are not around and uh, we need some uh, I don't know it's a lot it's a lot it's a it's a lot to think about and uh, and worry about but
1: uh, yeah I, that's yeah not it's, it's awful I mean I just wouldn't expect that's crazy
0: yeah yeah it, it really is and uh, you know you just uh, try to keep your own kids out of harm's way and, and uh, hopefully they don't uh, end up, you know, hanging out with people like that. Tori, like I said, she had, uh, I think I talked a little bit about her. Uh, she had her little, uh, uh, she's had uh, a, a rough last month uh, with some, some shit. She's been in trouble with school and some things like that. And um I I think some of the uh, recent, uh, well, especially this, you know, it's like, you know, I know it got her attention. I I think she realizes there are certain kids you want to get in a car with and there are certain Mm -hmm. kids you don't want to get in a car with Mm -hmm. and and you got to be in today's world um, aware enough to know that uh, it's just not a good idea to get in a car with some kids.
1: Some of it that you were talking about sounded like it was just hanging out with some of the wrong kids. Yeah, yeah, right. yeah absolutely you know, was, and, and so whether or not she has a driver's license, what did you have you guys talked to her about those before the shooting? Had you guys talked to her about why she likes those kids or what's appealing, without being negative about the kid, but more about their actions and not really getting into anything beyond that you know what i mean like well yeah a little bit
0: yeah we have we have and she's the school district that the the school high school that she goes to um it's a um it's a high school that has it it crosses uh two neighborhoods one is very poor basically the hood you know as much as uh, as much as you're going to get uh, towards being a hood uh, exists uh, uh, in that school district in, in the in this small town mm-hmm. and then there's uh, uh, the other si- side of uh, of the school district is uh, extremely wealthy kids so you've got um, these you know really you got kids that are going to school with the uh, with the you know range rovers and then you got kids that are taking the bus uh, or mm-hmm. walking and so uh, there's not a lot of middle ground there's not a lot of uh, people you know the, just the middle class uh, you know um you know people middle you know middle income sort of sort of uh, type thing where where you've got that sort of deal so i i think um what she's got going on really for the most part is she doesn't feel like she wants to hang out with the uh, with the range rover crowd too much uh whether that's and I, and I don't know whether that's a situation where um she feels excluded because she doesn't have a range rover <laughs> Or, you know, she's driving an old piece of shit Toyota to school, or um, if it's just uh, one of those things where, um, she doesn't want to it could be the other side of it she just doesn't like you know doesn't like the uh you know that 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 demographic as far as friends would go and and i i've always okay i have always told people that i i think most of what goes on in society people like to look at you know they like to point fingers and and talk about you know it's because of you know it's a race issue and uh it's you know because you know they want to look at things like you know they're they're gay or they're you know they're black or they're blah blah and you there's reasons why people don't Out, and I I think really the the main reason uh, it it was at least in adulthood, and it probably starts in high school. People aren't uh, aren't friends with one another. You don't have somebody coming over to your home is because you don't make the same amount of money. Um, Yeah, you you know.
1: Well, yeah. I mean, it's a a number of factors. It's uh, education. Yes, you know socioeconomic right. neighborhoods, income, all of it. Right? I mean, it all feeds into this this bigger thing. There have been plenty of studies on this, where you know, on the lower levels of education, if you had, if you paid more attention to these kids, yeah, sure, it would be great if there were more fathers around or more of this. I mean, look, I, I I was in Jersey City, New Jersey. That's why I mentioned it, and the crime statistics are pretty high there. We were not in a good neighborhood, you know. Dr. Martin Luther King may have been a great man in some ways, though he would not have done so well in the Me Too movement. But Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr., but Dr. Martin Luther King, Jr. Drive is not the best of neighborhoods, typically. No. Now, that's a socioeconomic thing. Well, we were shooting in this neighborhood for two days. And I remember one of the crew members, we you know, the, you know City Bike, so City Bank makes these things city bikes they're these crappy bikes that have these bike stations like many cities have and we just you,
0: got them here we just okay got them. so yeah. it's
1: they're different companies like there's line bike there's this there's that. these right. are not the freestanding ones that are just strewn up around your town these are the ones that actually have docking stations and you have to dock them and electric it's like assist kind of thing, thing yeah. right right so so we were driving around, so I was, you know, as a van driver on this TV show, I was shuttling like the crew from the crew parking, and we got I got there at 4 a.m. on Wednesday morning. And it's pitch dark, it wasn't far, but it's not the neighborhood you wanna be walking around it, it, when it's pitch dark night or you know or morning right so and at one point one of the crew members saw the city bikes and they're like this neighborhood's turned around it's gentrified and whatever i was there for two days this neighborhood was not turning around there was <laughs> one place i was at like th- this bingo hall it's like you know right i forgot what it's called S- lady of our sorrows i mean and it was there's a lot of sorrow and there were I'm, I'm i swear to you there were three liquor stores one on each block a block away from one another right like if I it's, it's it's almost like i don't want to hurt the business owner who owns the liquor store but maybe we could just use one how about one you don't need three fucking liquor stores and each block had people hanging out in front of it all fucking day (laughs) like fucking zombie people right there was a guy sitting i mean you were sitting on they were sitting on a milk crate like a stand pipe or a fucking you know you know bucket you know like a five gallon bucket upside down you know like a sheetrock bucket or something you know and you're like Dudes and you're just like, holy shit and then you find these young they're kids that are like in their twenties that are dressed in like a Nike tracksuit, like color coordinator, nice sneakers, you know, beats, headphones, a nice cell phone, and they seem intelligent, charismatic, you know what I mean? Like they interact with like asking you about the movie, what you're doing, whatever and, and I just interact with them and, and you're like, What are they doing there? Like do they grow up in the neighborhood? Like, what's the appeal for them? Are they dealing drugs? Like, what's the story? Like, why wouldn't yeah, they want to get them? Yeah. Yes, it's your neighborhood, but there's a lot of elements of people that are, you know, just really don't seem to have their shit together.
0: Yeah, I, I read yeah, so, uh, recently, I I, well, maybe not so recently, but I, I read a, uh, a socioeconomic uh an article about um, the black community and and socioeconomics and um, they were trying to compare the uh latino population with with um with blacks and they were saying that latinos when they 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 don't like to stay in the same neighborhood with other latinos necessarily yeah, i mean I'm they will that. but they will but as soon as they get you know a little bit of scratch and they get a little money ahead they're yeah. moving the fuck out you know they're, they're they're taking off and they're they're going somewhere else and the study was basically saying that um if you're uh, a lot of black people want to stay in the neighborhood, even right. if they do get money, if they you know they, they could go to uh, go to you know some uh, go to college and and uh, mm-hmm. you know get a decent job, and still, they will, will still come back and, and uh, try to live in that area, right? Which is uh, it's a you know different frame of mind. So who I mean who knows? Uh, it's hard yeah, to I say. don't know.
1: I, I mean I there were a couple of people at one point. So the 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 TV show that I'm working on is a mini series for HBO. I told you about it. It's the Philip Roth book um, uh, the Plot against America. It's like 1940, a reimagining of what would happen in World War II if Lindbergh became president, and uh, Lindbergh was against getting into World War II. I never read the book, so I don't really know. But but it's 1940s, right? So you have all of these 1940s or pre 1940 cars. Everyone's in period clothing. You have to literally close the street and do a lockup because mm-hmm. you can't if anyone walks down that bo- down that street they're going to look like a time traveler, right? It's going to ruin the take, obviously. So there was this one guy standing on a corner. I think his name was Mike. And Mike was, you couldn't tell if like Mike was like 35 or 45. He was probably in his mid to late 30s. Mike had like a little empty bottle of something. He was leaning up against the street sign. There was a production assistant right there. There were cops in the middle of the street with their cop cars closing it off. And Mike was just joking around with people. He had a black baseball cap on that said, Zero fucks given. But it was kind of funny because Mike kind of did give a fuck, right? Like, he was actually, he's like, yeah, who who do I work for? He would just, like, he wanted to work with us. You know, a lot of people in the neighborhood are like, how do I get a job? How do I do this? How do I become an actor? And some of them are just messing around. And then there are others that, like, and I believe that when we went into the neighborhood, that the security actually, they were there for a little bit. The head of security and he met some people and hired them to help them do security. Right, you feel them out and you go like, sure, it's good yeah. to have some people from the neighborhood. Give them a little work and at the same time they know the people. They know the ones who yeah. people who are problem, who are not, et cetera, et cetera. But yeah. this guy was actually pretty good and he would stop people and he'd be like, no, 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 you gotta go go around the block. You know, you got And he was just having fun. And again, he was it was a he he wasn't loaded, but again, he was kind of like a smart, funny guy. <laughs> right? Like you know, at the same time, he'd be like, if I were able to give someone a job, I'm not hiring Mike right off the bat. Right? <laughs> I want to know, like, who's Mike? <laughs> What's been Mike been up to? You know. Well, so, if he was uh, if
0: he was that funny, uh, Tori would want to hang out with him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> really? I mean, <laughs> so is that part of it? Is is it that she's drawn to, or some of these kids? And I know it's sometimes cool to be around the bad kids, some charismatic, funny kids.
0: I think that the kids she's been hanging around with maybe aren't aren't the bad kid per se. I think that she's hung around with more of the funny kids, and the the funny kid may have a friend who's uh, the bad kid. That That the funny kid knows so she's got her car guilt by
1: association or hanging out with friends of friends
0: like you know she's got the her her funny friend with her and uh the funny friend says hey you know you know they're with me they're coming along with us and then that third person is the one that's getting everybody yeah are they
1: part of a group are they part of like we are misfits we kind of get along with or know everyone kind of group like out like or do they not even have groups like that anymore I, i don't even know
0: you know i don't i don't think so i don't think there's uh I, I, not that i not that i, I, I don't think so but uh, i think mm-hmm. they're just she's had a big enough high school yeah you know, they've got um each class has about six hundred kids so um yeah I, yeah I think it's big enough that there's just just a blur of of uh, you know of how
1: how many towns of kids are there how many what? How many towns? Like, uh, is it one town that you live in that everyone goes to that high school, or is it spread out?
0: No, we, we, so the city, we've got uh, the, this high school, and there's, there's uh, let me see, there's like five major high schools, and there's um, there's at least uh, two others that are as big as that one is, and then there's um, a third one that's almost as big, um, There's uh, and then a couple smaller ones. So... Um, yeah, I mean, it's just a big enough town that you've got that many kids. and uh,
1: So so I'm looking up Cedar Rapids population. It shows, this is 2017, uh, about 132,000, a little bit over that.
0: Yeah, I think they call the Cedar Rapids. Somebody Somebody was telling me that they'd looked up the metro, and it was closer about, uh, if you look at the whole thing, it's a little over 200,000, so somewhere in that range, if you take the county into effect, so... Yeah, you know, it's not a. It's yeah, it's it's not a huge market, not a big big. Yeah, I, I say market because I work in TV, but um, yeah, it's it's not a huge town by any means. Second biggest city in Iowa, but uh, the biggest city in Iowa is Des Moines, which is by you know if you're comparing it to um, the the state that we get compared to a lot because the names sound a lot alike. Ohio, uh, the state of Ohio, as an example, has I think six or seven cities that are larger than our biggest city des moines so um you know it, why does ohio state have a better football team they've got bigger cities <laughs> a lot a lot bigger cities um you know than a state like iowa would have so anyway yeah right,
1: yeah I mean, where i i grew up on staten island and, and staten island is one of the five boroughs of new york city and I with think right-
0: uh, you went to school with
1: the, oh yeah, of Mikes and Men. That's right. Wu Tang Clan.
0: they got a, yes, yeah, so it's, it's a Netflix thing coming out?
1: No, no. Well, they do have a Netflix thing. No, no, they have a Hulu thing coming out. So right now. Oh, it's so, Hulu. Okay. Of Mikes and Men, I believe, is a four part documentary series about the Wu Tang Clan. I was actually just listening to the soundtrack on Spotify. Are you Um, in it anywhere? I'm. I'm not. There's no reference of John M. Craig. Nobody gives a fuck. I am. I am the reason. I brought them all together. Actually, I was like their manager.
0: Let's let's take this white kid. I told him (laughs) stick his head in the toilet.
1: (laughs) I told him. I said my mother's Jewish. I would make a great manager. Yeah, there you go. And that was that was in eighty that was in eighty four before I even knew Rick Rubin existed. Yeah. Right. I didn't know anything about music or rap i just i knew that beat and street rhymed that's all i knew
0: <laughs> that's as far so as it that's goes.
1: how far back i go and then and there was a lot of songs with beat and street street that's right so uh yeah you, it, yeah <laughs> did, did i ever i told you about my my eighth grade yearbook and yes yeah my eighth grade yearbook um there was this dude sal white italian kid and he break dancing was very big in Salvador. 1984, 85. Yeah, and at one of the school dances in the cafeteria, he was doing a head spin on a cardboard box. Now I don't know if one of our schools was like um, I don't know like like a school that had cardboard boxes around where that came from. If he brought it to, to the dance with him, but he was doing a head spin, and the company that laid out the yearbook literally put that. Photo upside down so it looks like he's holding up the ceiling, which is weird I wonder if some fucker just did that as a joke or they just didn't get it Yeah, it's just yeah, that's the same guy that wrote the n-word in my yearbook He told me to be careful of those n-words in high school. I didn't know the guy very well The Italian guy tells you the Italian guy. I didn't know him. I I can't remember his last name I just know that uh, in my high school yearbook I had I don't know if you remember there were these glitter paint pens Oh, they were, like, yeah, these yeah, markers, yeah. and you'd shake them up, and there was, like, a little ball in there. Yeah. And, sh- and, like, and so I had one that had, like, a purple thing. Like, it was silver and then, like, a purple outline. It's this weird fucking thing. So, I And, and the N-word is crossed out in my yearbook. And uh, that was Sal. And I don't know Sal's last name. I'm not his Facebook friend. We did not stay in touch. Um, <laughs> I don't even remember if he took my yearbook and just decided to sign it. If he thought it was funny that they put his... He was probably angry that they put his head spin thing upside down, picture upside down. Uh, Anyway, so... But in Staten Island, the population was about 400,000. But we actually had how many high schools? We probably had about at least 14 high schools back then, including Catholic schools, you know? Sure, yeah. So it's, like, kind of spread out. Like, I think... But I think we were a graduating class of about four hundred and fifty. Even though we were one of X number of you know public high schools,
0: right? Yeah, uh, but that's ours.
1: about a good four times more of the population of Cedar Rapids. But still, yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm shocked that there's there's shootings though. That's fucking yeah. Know, like I said, there's, uh, that's there's, fucked
0: there's up. fucking guns everywhere, you know. And uh, I I don't have an answer as far as getting them, getting them. I know, do getting them away from people. I, but have, I have an answer. What's your answer? More guns. More guns. We'll get more rid guns. of the guns.
1: More guns. <laughs> dads with guns for all those dads that aren't around we need more dads with more guns
0: our our police department just uh, announced that they have bought a uh, like one of these urban assault vehicles they they just spent 300 really? grand 300,000 on a uh, like on one a,
1: of those giant fucking like robocop looking yes, vehicles yes
0: exactly exactly <laughs> yeah Get the, the
1: fuck out of here. They're, they're scary. Those new ones are fucking scary.
0: Yeah, and to me, that shit just escalates the whole the whole thing. It's like uh-huh. when, when people see that, you know, and you go, and you're like, okay, you know, I, I know that the Constitution says that you uh, have the right to bear arms because of the whole militia thing and everything, but, you know, what the fuck? You know, you're in Cedar Rapids. What are you, what are you worried about your militia? And then the police roll by in that thing, and they're like, yeah, fuck, I need something. I, I need to keep up with that thing. Is that's so what's going on here is I need to keep up with that thing I need to you know not that anybody in Cedar Rapids talks like that but um, I, yeah.
1: I know even when you started this whole thing a few seconds ago you, st- you almost went into like a Chicago voice like uh, a Chicago band.
0: we're close to Chica- Chicago yeah. Chicago Chicago I, I, uh, James J. Jefferson Jr. remember that guy? yeah um, I remember
1: that guy from Anchor
0: from yeah he's a guy from uh, Los Angeles who's got a big a big Instagram following uh, James J. Jefferson Jr. Uh, if you want to look him up. He has uh, he does some funny videos, but uh, he's uh, um, anyway radio disc jockey guy. He he would always tell me, "You sound like you're from Chicago." He's like, "Are you from Chicago?" I was like, "Well, I'm close." You know, it's it's the way all the white people in the Midwest sound. We all sound like we're from Chicago. You know, <laughs> we're eating those hot dogs with the uh, weird ketchup on them. Uh, but yeah.
1: I, I'm going to send you a picture of oh. a Port Authority of New York and New Jersey vehicle. Okay, and I want to know if this is what you're talking about. Because, so, I, when I was, remember when I was driving, uh, just over a year ago, when I was driving um, car service, like high-end yeah. car service, I would drive people to the airport all the time, and I'd pick people up at the airport. So, there was one time I was waiting at the terminal, mm-hmm. and I saw this vehicle, and it's it scared me. It made me, before I even saw the dudes come out of it, because it's kind of like a clown car of, like hardcore graphic novel cops you know yeah, what i mean like right. when shit goes down you know what i mean so yeah um and R- this, cop, yeah yeah and, and even the color of it right it would it's like a. I, if i remember correctly this is the same vehicle that i'm about to send you or a similar vehicle it's like a matte black you know yeah you, you see this
0: uh, yeah i haven't got it yet i'm looking yeah. up i'm trying to find a picture of the uh of the one that's uh they bought here. Let me see. You sent it already? In my phone. Yeah, yeah. Oh, wait, there it is. Wait, it just yeah. Through. It let almost. Me, me I mean,
1: it almost looked like a, a a Hummer, you know, version five but bigger.
0: Yeah. It uh, okay. So I'm looking at the picture you just sent, and I'm yeah. looking. I'm going to pull up the picture of the one that they bought. I think it is the exact same exact same vehicle.
1: What the fuck on the front of the vehicle? It says Lenco L E N. C-O-Bear. I don't know if the that's picture. Len Company. I want to look that up now.
0: Yeah, I'm looking for the... Uh, yeah, it's... Uh, yep, same thing. Same really? fucking Same vehicle. Dude, exactly. That...
1: <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, I'm looking at it. The Lenco Bearcat is a wheeled, armored, personal personnel carrier designed for military and law enforcement use. Yeah. It is used by numerous military forces, the law enforcement agencies around the world. It, um, uh, it, you know, how, how much do you think it costs? The range? Well, no, d- don't look it up. <laughs>
0: I, I know because I just, uh, the, the, I just. Oh, because you the, saw. The, yeah, the, the one that Cedar Rapids got is a uh, Lenko Bearcat C2 okay G2 C2 G2 yeah uh, they paid two hundred ninety seven thousand
1: dollars okay so the range here this is Wikipedia uh, production history 1999 Lenko Industries Lenco armored vehicles one hundred and eighty eight thousand seven hundred ninety three thousand to three
0: hundred thousand Wow yeah so yeah. we got the nicest one we got the top end whatever the hell
1: yeah this thing I, is like the I this dude the one that I saw it was fine it, it, it looked like it was brand new right or it didn't see any action yet yeah scare I mean, like this thing could take out multiple vehicles without without fucking you know uh, artillery oh yeah probably you know what i mean i'm just it could just drive into barricade like oh i don't want to see shit go down and i would imagine for this company lenco that trump's not necessarily bad for business with his rhetoric <laughs> you know what i mean like it's yeah. just you know because when those caravans are coming through and even the people in mexico are pissed off about those fucking caravans like bonkers. <sighs> yeah Yeah, Yeah.
0: so this thing, uh, you know, how much does it get used? Does it end up, you know... five Maybe years it's from now it's, it's outdated i don't know it's yes yeah, it's, it's a
1: it's that's a what di- i thought it was that I, when i saw it there i'm like i don't know if shit's really going down or if it's just this is just a show of force just like,
0: i think yeah it's a dick measuring contest it really is i think you yeah, if you roll around with that a little bit people are like ah fuck i don't want that thing rolling up my yard you know it's like that's going to be trouble although a lot of these instances when they get in these situations where they got these standoffs there's usually you know if there's a uh, some sort of a hostage or some sort of a barricaded, barricaded uh, person in a house or something like that. Some kind of a standoff situation. They're usually either they're trying to serve a warrant. Sometimes that happens, but a lot of times it starts with a domesticated dispute. Uh, somebody um, leaves the house, and then the you know the, the woman gets out of the house, takes off, and calls nine one one. And the guy's left in the house, and he's in there. You know, can say he won't come out, and so. What good does this fucking thing do? Are they just they're gonna drive through the front of the house or not, I don't I don't get it exactly, other than like I said, it's just a big you know, my dick's bigger than yours, so I got this big fucking I got this giant fucking vehicle that will roll right through anything and I don't know. Easier way to I guess I don't know. It would be fun to drive. If if you were if you were a cop, I can understand why you would want one. You know, I'd love to drive the damn thing. It'd be great. But, uh, wow. Did I tell you, I, I don't know if I mentioned this, we haven't seen or talked to each other much this week, uh, about my little, uh, my little accident, did I tell you about this?
1: No, no, no.
0: So um, I, I, I was at the it was lunch hour. I'm, I'm at this uh, little local grocery store, and I, they've got a, uh, I've got this really good uh, uh, all-you-can-eat salad bar thing that uh, I was trying to take in as many veggie things as you could take in, and this thing is, is really well done. So I, I go in there to get the all-you-can-eat all salad bar. And... Um, I'm in there, and uh, I get done, and I come out of the of the place. I'm still in the parking lot. I'm still parked in my parking spot in my old uh, piece of shit, uh, Ford Ranger. And uh, I'm sitting in the Ford Ranger, and I'm looking at something on my phone, and all of a sudden, boom, somebody hits my front end of the vehicle. I mean, not, not like hard, but enough to kind of move the vehicle a little bit, just, you know, like a, a couple inches, sort of that kind of thing, just bump. One of those kind of things and i look up and there's this old fucking lady when i say old she was over 80 i'm guessing uh and she's got this big ass like buick uh, or something along those lines some big old american one of those I know, it might have been a cadillac i'm not sure some big huge boat american car and she's in front of me and she's looking i can see her looking up and i can see these giant fucking she's got those sunglasses that they put over top of they look like welding glasses you know like you can mm-hmm. look at the sun with oh them. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah
0: yeah 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 they like go over the top of another pair of glasses yeah so she, she's got that going on and she's got this, this she's life? i'm guessing 85 ish she's okay. she's yeah she's she's <laughs> she is elderly and she's you know she's bumped me so i look up and I'm like, okay, what the fuck? And I see her and she's looking up and she looks at me kind of, you know, like, I, I can't tell if her eyes are, are big, but whatever, but I can tell she's a little bit startled. So, um, she, um, she, I can see her put the car back in gear and she stops for a minute and then she puts the car back into gear and rolls ahead again. I think she's trying to go in. I think she's probably trying to back up. She was worried and she puts it back in, in, in forward again and boom, bumps me again. She bumps me twice. <laughs> so i'm sitting there like what the fuck i'm I'm just you know i'm not mad at all i'm just i'm thinking this is hilarious mostly because i got a vehicle that i don't give a shit about if you know if you want to bump into me with your unscratched newish expensive old lady whatever the hell it was cadillac or whatever it is you know have at it but so um so she finally stops and she backs up and she gets a couple feet away from me and uh So I figure I I I at least got to get out of the vehicle and, and, uh, you know, give her a chance to whatever, say whatever. And so I get out of the vehicle. She says, first thing she says was, You bumped into me. (laughs) 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 And I'm like, I look at her and I I was laughing. I did. I said, I said, Well, I said, "Um, I wasn't, I said, my vehicle wasn't started. I said, I was just sitting there. I, I said, I, I, pretty sure you bumped into me and she goes i did and she's like yeah <laughs> oh yeah
1: God. she's like a character on the simpsons i know exactly and i'm like
0: i'm like okay and and she said um she goes well did did I- you so, Did she
1: take the sunglasses off?
0: No, never during the whole exchange. She's, she's, <laughs> she's got the sunglasses on. She's So she comes around by the front of the vehicle and she looks, she goes, well, I don't know if I've got any damage. Should we exchange? Should we exchange insurance? I'm trying to do her voice, but she's like, should we exchange insurance? I'm like, no. I said, I don't, I, you know, I I, I don't know if you might have done. I don't know you've. I look at the front of this thing. It's 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 seen its better days. It's got <laughs> almost three hundred thousand miles on it. I don't know you. If there's a scratch there or extra paint, I don't know. It's. A, I don't think we did anything. But if you want to, if there's something on yours and you, you're gonna, if you want to get that fixed, you. you did you,
1: you even you, get an opportunity to say, "Are you okay?" Or was it clear that everything was, was clear. okay? She was.
0: Yeah, she was okay. It was. It was so slow. I mean, she, she was like, you know, and I and I was like, I w- and I wasn't being. It wasn't like a mean thing or anything. I, uh, you know, I was like, I was trying to be. I was trying to be uh you know friendly but I was like you know I was like no we're not exchanging insurance and I, I'm fine and I don't care you know <laughs> no I didn't hit you ma'am but <laughs> I hope you don't don't have whiplash or whatever, but yeah, she.
1: You bumped into me.
0: You bumped into me.
1: <laughs> I wasn't. I was. I was in park. You bumped really? into
0: me twice. I wasn't. My engine wasn't even running. It's still not running. <laughs> you know. So uh, were there any witnesses? Uh no, no no. She she was like finally she she just kind of was like oh okay and she just wandered off with her. She had uh, looked like she'd uh, had a recent. Uh, her hair was nice and tightened up and kind of bluish she had the yeah blue blue lady hair and uh, the yeah. big big ass sunglasses
1: yeah. yeah if you ever want to see her again go to church <sighs> yeah she's see right way. in the back she's one of those li-
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah. The yeah.
1: doesn't take off the sunglasses
0: exactly and yeah. you know i just i i you see, in Iowa, there's a lot of old people. There really are. I think we—I've I've read uh, statistics that we have a a much larger percentage of older people than than a lot of states do. So, so they're we're we're like florida-esque i think with the amount of old people we got driving around and and i usually just try to get out of the way and and, um you know i I know that they want to stay mobile and they want to get around and they want to do their thing and all that and i keep thinking you know something you know but by the grace of god you know what am i going to end up that way some at some point and uh you know be bouncing off people you hit
1: me (laughs) i hope not
0: i just uh, what are you gonna do but uh
1: so you yeah. didn't need to get the uh, the the Lenco Bearcat involved. No police. There was no law oh, enforcement involved.
0: I'm calling SWAT, lady. I'm, call-
1: I'm calling nine one one. I'm calling SWAT.
0: While I'm on the in the car, I could have been. <laughs> There's a lady here with a gun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a lady and I'm pretty sure she's got an she, AK-47
1: she's she has blue hair and blue those hair. blind lady sunglasses over she, other glasses
0: she's staring at the sun with these sunglasses on <laughs> and talking about the good old days back when kids had dads
1: <laughs>
0: uh, uh, yeah Make
1: America have dads again. Uh, so, I don't know if you've heard... Do you listen to the NPR One app? <laughs> All right. So, you know, it's... I listen to it a lot of times. Sometimes it's white noise. I just have it on in the car or whatever, especially when I'm, a, like, I don't have passengers in my vehicle when I'm on a show. And... I worked crazy hours this past week. Uh, you know, I mean, you know, I, I told you I got paid for two days for not working. Like yes, I which, held the van. You know. I didn't work on Monday, and then we recorded on Monday night, and then on Tuesday I didn't work again. And then, and then, um, I got called at like eight o'clock, and it was like, you got to be in Jersey City at four a.m. I'm like, fuck, I couldn't sleep. My my phone battery was on like forty percent. That's my alarm. I'm at home in Jersey. I'm like, and I'm not. Terribly far away, but it's still like, what time do I have to wake up? It's eight o'clock. And you go to sleep? I'm like sitting three alarms. Fucking, this sucks, you know. So anyway, so I um, I got to work on time. A long week. One night, I'm coming home and I'm listening to, and I'll get back to that job, but uh, the the I don't want to even say her name because you will get sidetracked and distracted. No <sighs> the actress. Really? The show. No, no, no. Stop, stop, stop. Don't think about it. I got a story about her. Okay. All right. I'll I'll. So so there's this new podcast called Running from Cops, right? It's not an NPR. <laughs> it's literally called Running from Cops and it's the third season from this guy Dan Terbersky. It's this uh the Headlong podcast and the first one was running missing Richard Simmons. Remember when Richard Simmons nobody could find him? Yeah, was yeah, in the yeah. The news like something I remember that. He went off yeah, the rails yeah. right? So he did that podcast. The next one he did was one called Surviving Y2K. I heard a couple of episodes of that. And he mm-hmm. basically takes like a personal point of view on the experience and really and so anyway so same thing with this is he starts to go into like the history of the tv show cops it's been going on for 30 years over 30 years longest running fucking show on on television people still watch it and he's so troubled by it because he loves this show and at the same time he's troubled by it he interviewed the guy that that found it for Fox. This guy, Stephen Chow, who's about 64 years old. He was a Fox television executive. He did one other show, I think, before that. Oh, you know, he did America's Most Wanted. And they captured like four of the most wanted um, criminals in the, in like, a short period of time. Like, they didn't know if people were even going to watch it, but it was very successful. It had those terrible reenactments. Yeah, yeah, But they still caught people, right? Because who goes to the post office, looks at that thing, sees, like, that sketch, and then now you actually have a story in this thing, and it's like you cast, you know, someone. And I wonder how many people were cast as one of the most wanted actually got Phone calls about them. You know what I mean? Like the the actor that nobody knew who did like local industrials is now the criminal, and they got called. But anyway, the whole thing was about this guy Stephen Chow is such an arrogant fucking prick. He and I guess I guess he met John Langley, who's the producer of that show. And it's there's over a thousand episodes of it, and uh, it's it's definitely worth a listen. I mean, it is. Uh, I I want to go back into it because you're like there is so much wrong with it. <laughs> It's, it's so manipulative. It's it's entertainment. It Yes, they are real cops. Yes, they're doing it. But I think there was one town, maybe it was Portland, yeah. Oregon, that there are people trying to get a measure, like politicians that were trying to kick the show out. Like, we don't want this anymore. Yeah, it's there, not doing us any good.
0: There, there, there's been uh, – I know there's been some uh, people that have done uh, I don't know if, uh, documentaries about um, – they've interviewed – Police that were like, would have been on that show like in the 90s or something like that. And, uh, they, you know, they were like, okay, you were on the show and you guys were doing this and you were, you know, fighting the drug war here and you're arresting these guys for crack cocaine and blah, blah, blah. And they'd have these cops talking about, you know, um, about how they, they felt like they were, you know, they were the, you know, they were so great because they were, you know, fighting the drug war and they were, you know, kicking ass and they were on TV and they're on cops and they're doing all the shit. And then, um, you know, you talk to them now, and they're like, "God, the whole thing was a fucking joke." I mean, everything I was doing was a joke. You know, we we didn't, uh you know, mm-hmm. we didn't affect anything with the, with drugs or drug trade, or you know, we we're putting people in jail for shit that uh, they probably shouldn't have been put in jail for for as long as they've they've been in jail. You know, with uh you know, crack cocaine and things like that. And it, it's yeah, it, it ran it has run for a long time. So yeah but yeah uh,
1: and, and and they were the cops we had cops in Jersey City, and there was one night so i'm now I'm back in Jersey City, there's a, a, I think on uh Thursday night a couple of days ago, it's Saturday now, the eighteenth uh, may and uh and it's toward the it's gotta be it's gotta be like one o'clock in the morning. And the Honey Wagon, so the Honey Wagon is a a vehicle, a very large vehicle that has like eight rooms in it, and that's where you put like the day players, right? Like if it's not a big star as a guest star on the show, you've got this like sort of half a room just has some steps. It doesn't have its own bathroom. It just got like some bench seats, right? And then you've got like your production office in there and a couple of other rooms and then like the bathrooms. And the bathrooms don't say men and women. It usually says like, you know, Desi and Lucy for Desi Arnaz and and Lucille Ball or you know, uh, Ralph and Alice, you know. It's and people always nobody knows what it is unless they work in the business, you know. So so anyway, so um late at night I go into the honey wagon to use the bathroom, and one of the Jersey City police officers is in there, he's got to be in his late 50s, white hair, glasses, been on the force for a while, and he says hello to me. I said, hey. And I mentioned that I had worked on a show 25 years ago in Jersey City, and he thought he knew what it was, but he didn't. But I knew he'd been on the force for a while. As we're coming down the steps... Now, these cops, we they the city is reimbursed by the production company for their time right they're getting paid an overtime rate they're still real cops they still have their guns you know but they're not necessarily working in the same precinct that they normally work in
0: right right yeah
1: and this was that neighborhood that had a lot of those liquor stores and like the zombie guy you know the drunks and whatever and people just economically depressed area and so he had his car a pt cruiser (laughs) Parked in the parking lot of a giant supermarket that looked new and more on the gentrified side of things. And, but it was like kind of the back of the parking lot. And the street we're on were kind of quiet. looked like there were new, like, townhouse apartments. So it was kind of this pocket area. I couldn't tell what this housing was. And there were lights. There were lights, like street lights, you know, around. And he looked at me and asked... Are you gonna be here? Can you keep an eye on my car? And I'm like, or do you have security? I'm like, no. I mean, that guy in that car has security. I mean, but I mean, I think it should be fine. And I walked away and I'm thinking to myself, that's really a good sign. When the cop is concerned about the cop, who's a cop for (laughs) over 25 years in this place, is concerned about it. Now, his car and it's a
0: pt cruiser i mean which yeah. who, who's gonna mess with a pt cruiser anyway <laughs> you know if you're walking through a parking lot and you're thinking yeah. i'm gonna jack a car that, that seems like the last one where you're gonna you're gonna walk know, up and
1: on. there were people that lived in this neighborhood that despite the place being uh, economically depressed there were some nice souped up cars in this neighborhood with some nice paint jobs like a booming speaker system you know right. dudes on like fucking you know those like japanese race bikes you also had a bunch of dirt bike kids. I mean then the the kids riding these dirt bikes, no helmets, going the wrong way down the street and they didn't fucking give a fuck that the cops were there. (laughs) You are like, I'm not saying it's like crazy lawlessness, but you're like, all right. I mean, there truly is like that hat that Mike was wearing, like no fucks given. That was really the mantra of the whole fucking community, it would seem. Not really, but, you know, it's it's a little bit like so anyway, if you're yeah, if you're in a place where a cop is concerned about his car or crime leave the neighborhood it's
0: not the place <laughs> to be Step
1: away not the place. but we don't control that you know <laughs> it's people were excited about the the production for the most part you know they want to know what's going on what is happening and and so i didn't say winona ryder is oh. in this show I said, have you watched Stranger Things? And I'm like, yeah. The mom from Stranger Things is in it. And then like, even like little kids were like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But she wasn't there. Not one day. I didn't so much as lay my eyes God. on Winona Ryder. I'm sorry to disappoint you.
0: So after we had this discussion about my, my lusting over Winona Ryder and uh, named the last show uh, uh, in her honor, uh, I happened to see uh, this week I saw an, an interview with, um, with uh, Chuck Palahniuk. Uh, Is that he? Yeah,
1: yeah, the guy who wrote uh, Fight Club.
0: Fight Club guy. Right, right. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So I saw this interview with him, and uh, he was... uh, One thing I didn't know about the Fight Club thing, I guess apparently he's... He's been taking some heat because the uh, Fight Club is now become, they've described it as become uh, the Bible for uh, the incel movement, the men who uh, in- involuntarily incelibate, is that what it is? Involuntarily celibate incels? Yeah. Um, what,
1: um, incels wait did we talk about this once
0: we did yeah there was uh there, wasn't there a there was some sort of a killing some one of the one of the shootings that occurred the guy was a uh they uh, said was an incel and he had done it because he was yeah
1: you told me you're right yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. yeah
0: so these guys that don't get laid ever uh, they're calling themselves incels and uh, uh but that's they don't not,
1: get laid by choice or it doesn't matter
0: they, they don't get laid but they just yeah they just they're guys that are socially awkward for the most part and uh, just can't get they can't get laid.
1: And now they have a community. And they now they've mean, got a community. They can label
0: themselves. They to label take themselves. Take of their shit. Yeah, okay. we're in cells. Fuck those bitches. Let's read. You mm-hmm. know, Fight Club. But that's not what they really the the, the the takeaway that I got from the interview was because we we had just been talking about uh, Winona Ryder. Um and uh, he also in the, in the course of the interview mentioned the fact that um, his father. Um, and there's a weird fucking story about his father. Uh, his father, I guess, apparently had a thing about Winona Ryder. And when he, uh, when his father uh, learned that Chuck uh, knew uh, Winona Ryder, had been uh, introduced to her, and, and uh, apparently had the ability to, you know, give her a call, that sort of thing, um, he started bugging Chuck and saying, uh, you know, can you can you make this happen? I really want to meet her. And <laughs> he was like, no dad <laughs> i'm not gonna do that he just he, he, uh, he refused to he refused to put his dad in front of winona Ryder because he was afraid that it was uh dad was gonna do some things that uh, would have embarrassed him he th- thought he was gonna try to i don't know hit on her or ask her out or whatever
1: i mean how old is his fucking dad like 75 at the time <laughs>
0: well i don't know he's he is uh, i think he's probably f- what 55 ish now somewhere in that range um probably i would guess um so I don't know. Unless his his dad's been dead for a while. His dad was uh his dad was murdered. Um and it's a strange story. If you read, really? Uh, yes, his um I don't remember the exact uh um details, but um he and a, I think, a girlfriend uh, were of. Uh, apparently, he was he was not married to, to Chuck's mother anymore. But I, I think his father and his uh, either a girlfriend or an ex girlfriend were were murdered by by somebody um, that had something to do with. Uh, I don't know if it was a jealousy thing or what what went on, but it was. I, I remember reading about it. it was sort of a strange story. But uh, yes, his father was murdered
1: and uh, when, oh, when yeah, he- I'm reading I'm reading about it now yeah May 1999 his father and Donna Fontaine a woman Fred was dating were murdered by Fontaine's ex-partner Wow fuck Wow and uh Paul and Nick I can't pronounce his name it was asked to determine the sentence for the man who killed his father he asked for the death penalty Wow yeah that's wild man that's like it, it fascinates me when when people who are in the public eye and famous Have uh, someone in their family tragically die or murdered, particularly murdered, but it's not necessarily associated with the celebrity.
0: Yeah, I know. Exactly.
1: I mean, it is what it is. It's just a numbers game. And it's like, what is his name? Uh, uh, Michael Jordan.
0: Yeah, his dad. Michael Jordan's dad was
1: murdered. But they say that may have had something to do with gambling. I don't know if that was ever solved. Um, Didn't was um, Bill Cosby's son. Ennis Cosby murder was that a
0: robbery? I thought that had something to with uh, Just a straight up kind of robbery thing.
1: Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I feel like that was like a roadside thing.
0: It, yeah, yeah, just a random yeah, sort of. I don't think they is... knew. I don't think they, uh, as a, at least not that I can remember, that it really had anything to do with. with yeah, he the was bill. shot
1: in the he-, he was shot in the head by 18 year old Mikhail uh, um, uh, Marcusov in a failed robbery attempt.
0: Yeah, I was just trying to rob him. I mean, yeah, then, did he know that he was uh, Bill Cosby's kid? I don't, I don't know.
1: It doesn't necessarily. Uh, he maintained his innocence until 2001 when he admitted to committing the murder and asked that appeals and his case stopped. Well, I don't know. Yeah, and I think uh, Michael Jordan's dad. I don't know about that one.
0: No, uh, they never really did with that one. I don't think they, you know, if it had something to do with uh, his gambling or they, they've never. Uh, it's rumored that that that's what the deal was, but I don't think it's ever been come out that that's actually you know been the the actual case. That that's how things yeah. shook out. So yeah, I don't know.
1: Yeah, he was pulled over on the highway. He pulled over on the highway to take a nap.
0: Saw Michael Jordan uh,
1: out of the car. And Michael, yeah, mm.
0: I saw him uh, somewhere. A recent picture of him. He's uh, he's looking rounder. He's put on a little bit of put on a little bit of old man old man fat which happens to the best of us but uh, I've been I've been trying to fight back a little here I've been trying to run been trying to do some things yeah yeah have you been running yeah a little bit and uh, it's how you feeling uh, you know it's uh, as far as you know the previous heart issues I had I've got no problems with that whatsoever my main issue is just I'm out of shape and it's fucking hard to, to get right. your shit back and uh, I'm gonna have to commit I'm gonna have to get, get busy with it I'm gonna have to do the five day five six day a week thing to try to Try to keep it going.
1: Yeah, Cameron, my son Cameron just told me he was, uh, he's was he been running. He ran last week, uh, four days.
0: Four he's days in a, a, in a row kind of thing?
1: I don't know if it was four days in a row, but it was four days and it was before school. And he gets on his bus around 6.40 a.m. So. Wow, so he's getting up. He was, Yeah, he was going to sleep relatively early. And uh, I think he said he did uh, 11 miles total. So I think they were like, I think he did five miles one day and then and yeah, then 2 mile runs like where he would run and excuse me even though he's 16 he wasn't tracking his run in any way he just knew how far he was going to go okay. and come back
0: that's what I was going to ask so. if he was using a like an. No,
1: app. not at all. I recommended a couple of things and he wasn't into that. He's like, he's not into like setting up reminders for shit or anything like that. He's like, nah, I don't do that. He do you have an likes, Apple Watch? He just like memes. He didn't know uh, Apple Watch.
0: No Apple Watch. You see the Apple the Apple Watch Three? I know which is one version behind, but still, that's what I've got. I think it's. Uh, I think you know, you'd, most th- people would be pretty happy with it. It's one ninety nine right now.
1: What is the the three? Is that the one that the first one that was waterproof but doesn't have the phone?
0: Yes. Well, you could, no, three, you could, you can get, uh, yeah, you can get the phone.
1: And I have two. Yeah. (laughs) I think.
0: Yeah, it is waterproof. You can get the phone. I don't
1: take mine in the water, though. I don't even, I won't even shower with
0: it. I don't remember the four, you can get the bigger, there's a bigger, uh, slightly bigger face, and there's something else. I can't remember what else the differences are. Well, it's got more of the, uh, the heart rate stuff is is uh is more advanced, but I got the, uh, I got get the three, and then I got the uh, heart rate uh, add on gizmo from a company called Cardio, which works great. But, right. Yeah. So yeah, I've been I used the Nike Run thing uh, a couple times. I like it when I ran, and I I, I like it, but I don't. Um, I want to like it. Okay. What What I don't like about it is when you. Um, okay when you get done and there's been a couple times when i've tried to hit uh, pause or stop mm. and i gotta keep hitting it it doesn't like mm-hmm. it you know your, your hand gets a little sweaty yep. or whatever mm-hmm. and so you're sitting there hitting on it and it takes mm-hmm. forever to try to get the fucking thing to react yep yep that drives me crazy and I, I, i've ne- had
1: that happen yep. yeah
0: and like with the garmin you never have that issue that just you know you just hit the button and it stops uh so I'm I'm not 100 percent convinced, but I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to like it. I just got it, uh, it hooked up so that it now um, I haven't used it yet, but I just got it it's, uh, so it, it's going to sync with uh, with uh, Spotify the next time I run. So yeah,
1: so I use it with Spotify too. But the Spotify playlist, if you want to change it, so they have existing playlists, but you can sync your playlist. But it doesn't always play the music. So. I, I usually use my phone, not my watch for Nike run. I use the activity monitor on the watch, but so then it's showing up twice in my activities, yeah, the same run, but oh, I don't really? care. Okay. I'm just sort of I'm just sort of kind of comparing yeah. them and whatever, especially if I'm doing what do you call those things when you do the intervals where you're, you're running fast and then fartlick What is that called?
0: Fartlick Fartlick
1: I, I don't that's not a thing. you just made that up. No, that's actually We're not
0: in, it's in the app. Fartlek. F a r t l e k. It's a Swedish term. It means run play.
1: Run play.
0: Run play. It's fartlek. F a r t.
1: But I don't l e k.
0: They actually have this. I saw it. I'm
1: I'm opening up the app right now. I I believe you. It's in the app. I just think I would have remembered fartlek. (laughs) It, <laughs> I don't I want you to stop <laughs> saying fartlick.
0: I you know it's I, I back in uh, when I was in high school and I was running uh, cra- track and cross country, we had a um a guy Gary Gary Meyer was his name. Um he uh got cancer and died, but uh, anyway, um good guy a great coach but uh, he was big on the fartlek fartlek he always put fartlek on on
1: oh yeah you're right uh, you're right you're right i i I, they said there were speed runs how fartlek can you go f-a-r-t-l-e-k they i understand it may be a swedish word but it has fart in it and it does
0: yeah
1: and i don't want to me farting and running not good because you might chart yourself
0: it's it's right
1: I i don't want i don't want that in my head
0: we took full advantage though. This is back in the day when when you when you weren't supposed to say things like fart in school, and uh, the coach would put up the workout earlier in the day, and then we'd walk around the rest of the day going, "Hey, fartlicks tonight!" And then the other teachers would look at us like, "Did he say fart? Because he's not supposed to be saying fart." No, I didn't say fart. I said fartlick. You know. So yeah, it felt like you're getting away with one there.
1: But as a, I like those. The what the, I particularly like those those shorter runs, the fartlick runs is that because i can do it in the neighborhood and i'll just like go up the block and just like wait and pause and sort of you know and that's another reason why i use the activity monitor because it's it's going to only calculate where when i'm running right and and then change it whereas it's going to it's going to calculate a little bit differently on the on the watch you know, with the other with the built in activity. Right, line, right, right. Right, because of the the breaks and, and then and the other thing, it does pause a little bit. So it's it it is glitchy. There it isn't perfect the Nike Run Club app, but I like it. Um it. My friend swears by the Peloton app. Now, the Peloton app costs money, but you get a lot more with it. It's $19.49, I believe, per month. <laughs> I don't know. Jesus. Yeah, but when you think about it, though, it's got It gets you all the videos and all the workouts. It's got right all the shit. videos. Yeah. It's got live classes. It has yeah. yoga. It, like, it has a lot. And if you think about that, it just... Every time I go out to eat, it's more than, you know what I mean, by myself. And it's sit down yeah, you can always, it's more, right? Yeah. So it's like if I cut out one, it's it, – for the meditation alone, like if you try to find any of those workouts and go on YouTube or whatever or one – he's swearing by the running app. And if I, I not, added up
0: – If I added up all the fucking $5 and $10 and $19 – things i'm paying right now i'd probably shit myself
1: well i am but if you if the i'm not suggesting that you buy it but i would say you just they have a two-week trial 14 days you can download it you have an iphone you can download it and then go into your account and then go into subscriptions and then cancel it immediately yeah. and it will still be good for the next two weeks i wonder
0: if that's still gonna have the glitchy thing with the buttons though because of the, the watch face basically. it could
1: be and you know what i haven't tried it with the watch to see if there's a peloton app on the watch I, yeah. I've, I've never really embraced the the apps on the watch and using them with the phone i mean here and there but not too many of them
0: yeah it, I, like I said, I, I use the the, uh, the what do you call it? The freaking uh, um, what's the one that began in the biking world? Um, I'm drawing a blank. Strava. Strava. I use the Strava one a lot, and I like the way the Strava one uh, occasionally talks to you uh, about various stuff. This I know these guided workout and stuff on the on the Nike thing. I'm not. Uh, yeah, I don't know if I want the, the little cheery guy telling me, good job, fastest mile ever. That well, kind of you're,
1: but so the difference between you and I is that if when it comes to running, is that you are a runner, you've been a runner, you've done it, you've run competitively, you've run for, you know, you've, so you don't necessarily need that. Whereas for me, it's not the motivation that I necessarily need, but just sort of like the headspace of embracing running, you know, so when,
0: when they say, like now, because I'm trying to get back into running, and the thing pops up and tells me, You just set a record. You ran a 930 mile. I want to say, Fuck you, you fucking cunt. <laughs>
1: <laughs> see I look 930 different. mile I want to kill myself god damn so could I be slower I i so I've run 60 miles 22 runs average distance 2.7 miles average pace 934 right this is from I don't know if this includes the runs from it probably includes the runs from 2011 it, it does include a few yeah two runs from 2011 um so you know it's the so i kind of like it because i like those and like the achievements of knowing like oh okay i'm i've gotten to this point right and and it kind of it doesn't necessarily motivate me but it's like oh shit i am running like but i have taken a break because ever since i got that i went into the hospital and got that sort of bursitis or whatever the infection on my elbow i was on the antibiotics and sort of just, and then I got on this job that went on a rider job. I I didn't see her. Um, yeah, I didn't. mm, Okay. But even if I did, I wouldn't tell you.
0: Get her on the show, please.
1: (laughs) That's right. I would. (laughs) You want to do my podcast?
0: Winona, what'd you do my podcast?
1: But by the way, you know what would happen to me? I would never drive a van on a TV show again. That's right. Did
0: you ask her that? Did you actually fucking ask her that?
1: Get the fuck out of here.
0: (laughs) Yeah, probably not.
1: Uh, no, i be better off that. asking her out on a date. Hey, there you go. Winona, you want to go um, shoplifting together? Do
0: you want to go bumble with me? Let's go. <laughs> yeah, I go. Uh,
1: yeah, it's, I'm still tired, though, from like last week working those two days and finishing at 5 o'clock in the morning and then kind of trying to get back onto like a schedule where I could wake up at 2 o'clock in the morning. Like, how do I flip this,
0: that's that's know, difficult. They it's I mean, real it's challenging. Weird. I don't yeah. know.
1: I mean, I know how I do it, but it, it's that's the only stress and anxiety. The the main stress and anxiety I get with my my weird job. You know, it's like. But I don't know when I'll work again.
0: So you're done with that for now. That that one is. It,
1: yep. Yep. I'm done with that for now.
0: Well, you'll probably be working soon, though. I'm guessing because there's isn't there. Didn't you say though that the uh, this is the time of year where a lot of stuff is, uh, but, is ju- uh, right?
1: July. Yeah.
0: So I of June beginning of July, yeah. I heard the the uh, your 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 buddy, uh Patty, is that her name? Um uh, Oh, Patty Carey. Patty, Patty Carey. Patty Carey, Yep, yep. Who was on the uh Jobs, Jobs Blow? Did you listen? Podcast. I did listen to it. She did a mm-hmm. great job uh, and uh, kind of mm-hmm. get some props there for kind of setting that up you and I both oh, a yeah, l- yeah. little bit, which yeah, is good. Yeah, and for uh, sure. And I thought she did a great job. She now she mentioned something uh, in the course of that interview that I thought was was uh, noteworthy. Was interesting. Was uh, she said that uh, it, you know the the the, the gig is uh, what you want to do is you want to get on on a, uh, uh, a show that has multiple seasons. And that way, you know, you, you know, of course, you get to work more because the season comes back. Right. Hopefully, you get it. You know, you get your job back. But then she also said that that's also a way to find other jobs within the industry because they they know you, and all of a sudden somebody quits or leaves, and you're like, hey, I want to. Could I do that? Is that anything? Well,
1: I, I see. I don't remember. I don't. I listened to her interview. So, uh, a little refresher Patty Carey is a good friend of mine who I've known for years, and she was a location manager. Right? Which so she, she did
0: a she great be, job of describing
1: what that job is. She, you know what? I have to say, even I know she's done it for a long time, but she really, a lot of people like you don't even necessarily pay you Colin Flynn you've said that you don't even pay attention to who the director is sometimes right no, whereas right. and you could read the credits and see best boy whatever but you don't even necessarily know what the jobs are but for those who work in the industry we know not everyone but a lot of people know what the jobs are and a vague idea of what it what it you know and she was able to explain the job of a location manager in a, in a very lay, in layman's terms that was she very uh, you know I was impressed with her interview she really You know, uh, I was too, you know, so anyway, so she so she was on the jobs blow podcast and the whole idea of this podcast is uh, it's, um, you know, dreamers with day jobs. Basically, you have a job and even if it's in the creative fields, you're not the creative lead on this thing, you know, and and that's the case with Patty. Patty was literally scouting locations, you know, taking pictures and it's like if they need a bank, she's going to go into banks and figure out what they are, take the pictures and then go back to the, you know, Director, production, designer, right, yeah. cinematographer, all those people that the producers to make that decision. Ultimately, it's the director, budget, producers, etc. And so, yeah, she did a great job explaining that. And uh, so, uh, but I, I'm not really sure what about her the multiple season thing. I mean, because she wrote her own TV show and she has four episodes that are currently available. WNYC dot org. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so. Yeah, I mean, it was she talking about as a location manager or Yeah, she was talking as,
0: as a location manager. I think they were uh, at, they were talking about the idea that you you know, I don't know if it was when she was talking about being a uh, potentially becoming a showrunner or what exactly uh, how they how they got into that, but she was mentioned something about um, if you're you know in a gig where it's multiple seasons then you have the well, ability Well for
1: sure. To, so I mean and there's yeah. no guarantee of those seasons. So for for instance her husband Evan, uh, he and I went to high school together and we started working in the business together. He's a line producer. And and a lot of people don't understand like the levels of producers and what you know what they do they're all different kinds of producers right you may just get a, a producer credit by name because you're associated with it you're the executive producer you know a guy like Scott Rudin who produces Broadway musicals he's been a he worked his way up through Paramount in the mailroom, you know, and it's like he is a very hands-on producer. My understanding is that, uh, it, you know, that movie was a Tropic Thunder, and it's a, a movie about a movie, like that war with yes. Ben Stiller, and there's a scene where they're in a conference room, and the producer, and it, it's Tom Cruise is playing the producer in like a fat suit with a beard. I think there are elements of, of that being influenced by Scott Rudin right it's like he but he's a very hands-on producer and he's a very he's great for creatives and making these things happen so a line producer is kind of a little bit in between like the link between like the production logistics and the higher end creative side you know you can move up that way and and he was on the marvel the netflix marvel series for a while so he would like one would roll into the next like he was constantly working it was great for him but then that Marvel, Disney pulled the plug on it because Disney ruined their streaming stuff. So so she's right in that sense. But then it becomes like a bit of a grind and these almost like – and for her, I mean, I don't think she used it that way. Like these kind of golden handcuffs in the sense that like you're working and you've got this gig and you work on the next one and the next one. But then how can she write if she's working 12 yeah. to 16 hours a day and because that takes a toll on, on your, your mind, you know? So – So, again, I I listened to the interview, and I think she did a great job. Um, But I've only listened to that one on that show. I wanted to listen to the one with Malik Yoba. Malik Yoba is an actor who was on New York Undercover, a Dick Wolf series. They just redid the pilot, and uh, the pilot did not get picked up. So that's where we're at now with TV shows. Like, pilot season happened, which was in you know end of february beginning of march those are shot and then the networks look at all of them they look at their fall lineup which is so antiquated at this point with streaming you know it is it's i like, just saw
0: i just saw an article on this and the, the the amount of people that are watching real tv in real time is shrinking to the point that um it's it's almost uh, you know the way they the way they quantify listenership and and you know you know talk about you know uh what happened last night? That sort of thinking—it's—it's it's oh, almost out the door. Yeah.
1: It's—it's—it's—it's like—it's like the ratings, like the radio ratings we were talking about a little bit with Howard Stern's new book, Howard Stern comes again, and and like how he was so obsessed. He's been doing a lot of interviews, and he was so obsessed with his ratings and the numbers, and he knew that. But things are so different now. I, I was—I was listening. So when when I'm at work and I'm in that honey wagon and I'm in that bathroom, right? Like when I remember when I saw the old cop, and and there was they're playing. Um, q104.3 which is a rock radio station apparently iheart radio owns it and it was carol miller carol miller is about 62 63 years old and she's been a dj in new york radio wnew new york scott muni who interviewed like led zeppelin and the beatles you know he's got this deep he's been dead for a while but carol miller and and she was and i'm in you've been in radio for you were in radio for a while yes she was literally getting the let out Okay? She has her show, Get the let Out. And apparently it's available as a podcast. It's available. And she was promoting the iHeartRadio, and she probably fucking hates it, right? But it's so different now, you know? So, And, and it, I, I couldn't believe that that still happens. And I think the same thing happens in television. There are still these executives and network people that are still doing the same thing the same way, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it was like a dude got into my van the other day. He was he was in his early thirties. I actually asked how old he was and he was wearing a Beavis and Butthead baseball cap. Black. It has Beavis and Butthead. They're doing the devil horns, you know, yeah. one of them's wearing the winger T shirt and then on the side it's got an M T V logo that's red, you know, black hat, and it's kind of a cool hat. I said, Where'd you get that? He's like, My closet. I had it since I was twelve <laughs> you know. And he busted out. And then we got he, myself and another dude who was had to be in his sixties, start talking about MTV and what it was. And I had just read an article that MTV hired Sheila Nevins. Sheila Nevins produces documentaries on HBO. And HBO has well before Netflix, has had has had some really good documentaries. And uh and she was hired, even though she's like probably like 80, 82, to MTV for them to make reality television. So some people are trying to do something different. But I don't know that anyone knows where it's going. And speaking Mm -hmm. of documentaries, uh, have you heard this one of Mike's and Men, the Wu-Tang Clan story? I have heard. Yeah, yeah. I went to school with them.
0: And that, ladies and gentlemen, is our show. Let's let Mr. Big Voice take us out. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed Unbecoming of Age. Bonus content at unbecomingofage.com.
1: Subscribe on iTunes or your favorite podcatcher. Find us on social media at Unbecoming of Age. And sometimes when we touch.